Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Well, there's an old saying, you can run, but you can't hide. Now, that may not be true. Certainly not true of Tim Ryan or Nan Whaley. They are running for senator and governor of the state of Ohio. But they were hiding yesterday, and I don't blame them. They were not with Joe Biden when he appeared at Max S. Hayes High School in Cleveland and its horrendous public address system because I could barely hear the president as he mumbled through what can only be charitably described as... A rambling speech. Oh, we got lots of Joe Biden memory lane trips back to Delaware and conversations with dad around the kitchen table and mumbling here, there, and lots of not a jokes that I literally could not find any quality audio that rose to the standard that I have to have to play it on this show. We'll keep looking. During breaks in the Thursday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show. Glad, glad to have you with us on 94.5 in Dayton and 98.9 in Columbus. So Joe Biden, it's a home game yesterday for him, right? He flies into one of the most Democratic strongholds outside of New York State and California. Having worked in Northeast Ohio for at least half of my professional life, it is the quintessential Democratic stronghold. It is a blue-collar city, a city that has been beaten up over the years many, many times for many, many reasons, some justified, some unjustified. I really like Cleveland, and I really like the people of Cleveland, but it is very frustrating for me to see how intractable the people of Cleveland are And how provincial the people of Cleveland are when it comes to things that should be very, very self-evident. For instance, yesterday when Joe Biden spoke before iron workers at this high school on the east side of Cleveland, a tech school, basically, a trade school, um, I understand why all of the people in that room are happy. I do. They have had their pensions restored by a $200 billion infusion of your and my, yours and my money to keep those pensions from becoming insolvent as soon as the middle of this decade. Okay? That's a threat. You work hard. You're a union worker. You work hard for years and years and years. You're promised a good retirement And I get it. It's not there, and you're very, very frustrated. 
But it is not at all, to use a popular buzzword today, equitable for taxpayers throughout the United States to have to come to the rescue of a pension plan that was either poorly conceived or mismanaged or both. And then to leave the same people in charge of those pension plans who put them into peril in the first place. Now, you say, well, it's pretty heartless. We spend money here, there, and everywhere. We give billions of dollars to Ukraine without even thinking about it. I can live with that, Bruce. Well, just know that it's not as simple as they took taxpayer money and gave it to private sector pension plans. couple things. Number one, it's done expressly to buy votes from union workers. Because if those pensions go under, who gets the blame? Most likely, the party in power, and that party is the Democratic Party. So they're doing this to buy votes, first and foremost, which I would hope everybody would have a visceral dislike for. It's decidedly un-American to buy votes. Secondly, for even the people in that room who have had their pensions restored, they also bear a cost to having their pensions restored. Now, it's probably a manageable cost because they are getting money so they can afford the higher gas prices and the higher grocery prices and the higher prices everywhere that are in part attributable to the $200 billion taxpayer-funded infusion into their pensions that was part of the $1.9 trillion inelegantly and inaccurately named American Rescue Plan. I termed it the Break America Forever Plan. Hopefully it will not, but that remains to be seen because we have not had yet a midterm election to hand control of the government pocketbook back to Republicans. We have not had yet the 2024 presidential election that if we do not elect a strong conservative Republican, well, I don't know what becomes of our country. But we have high gas prices and we have high food prices and we have high inflation because of the American Rescue Plan which was Joe Biden's egotistical, egomaniacal, completely free of logic decision to spend money we didn't need to spend to get the American economy rolling. Is the American economy rolling? Well, last quarter, our GDP declined. And there are those who believe when the numbers come out this month for the second quarter of 2021, we will officially be in a recession. It is, or was, unfathomable to economic experts that in the aftermath of the pandemic, we were all waiting, let's get the pandemic over, let's get the vaccines out, let's do this, let's do that, let's get it all all over with and get us behind, get people back to work and open everything up and stop the lockdowns and stop the shutdowns. And the economy will roar back on its own because Free markets. No, and instead, Joe Biden was like, well, then the economy will get all the credit, and uh, I won't get any credit, and I want credit. 
because I want to be not just president, but I want to be a transformative president. And so I have to put my grubby fingerprints on something so that I can steal all the credit. Because it's not about effective policy for him. It's about who gets the credit. And he really wanted the credit. He sat in the Senate for almost 50 years. He occupied the second chair in the very large shadow of Barack Obama for two terms. And doggone it, I've given my life to government service and I need something to establish and preserve my legacy. And the American Rescue Plan, well, that's going to do it. And if that doesn't do it, then we'll build back better. We'll spend three times as much. But we have widespread economic issues in our country now because of his horrendously stupid policies. And that's why Tim Ryan didn't show up yesterday, and that's why Nan Whaley didn't show up yesterday, and that's why they are going to be determined to run for office but hide from their president. They do not want him to come to Ohio. They do not want to be associated with him. And while the Senate race right now between J.D. Vance and Tim Ryan is in the polls ostensibly close, I can't believe that Tim Ryan can hide from his almost total endorsement and support of Joe Biden's policies throughout Biden's still not halfway over presidency. So what were the reasons given? Ah, I had a scheduling conflict. I I had a scheduling conflict. Really. Tim Ryan had a scheduling conflict yesterday. And what do you know? Marcy, or uh, 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 Nan Whaley had a scheduling uh, conflict yesterday. When presidents visit your home state, you redo your schedule. (laughs) You understand that this is the, it pains me to say this, because it is so completely inaccurate and such a complete insult to the people who have held this title before. But Joe Biden is the, and I know he doesn't look like it, and I know he doesn't sound like it, and I know it's not a comforting thought, but Joe Biden is the commander-in-chief. The commander-in-chief. If the commander-in-chief is coming to your home state, and in Ryan's case, essentially to your home area, you change your schedule. But no, they don't want to be associated with him. Well, good luck avoiding that association. Hopefully the people of Ohio will not forget that Tim Ryan boldly endorsed everything Joe Biden did. Everything that's put you in economic peril, paying $4.60 plus cents per gallon for gas and causing you to think about every single mile you drive and how you're going to afford every single meal you have to provide for your family. Those are Joe Biden's faults, Joe Biden's problems that he created. Good luck running and hiding from that. So no surprise yesterday that Tim Ryan and Nan Whaley, the top two Democratic candidates on the ballot in the fall, avoided Joe Biden. Where was Tim Ryan? 
Uh, he had a, an unavoidable scheduling conflict to visit a brewery in Athens, Ohio. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure that, you know, they, they probably were all booked up there at Jackie O's Brewery. Said, nope, get, nope, coming anytime. Got to be today. We have a lot of important people coming every other day. You're running for the U.S. Senate. You've been a 10-term congressman. If you don't come today, we can't work you in any other time. Sure, right, yeah, I'm following that. Now, we could see this coming a mile away from every Tim Ryan national television appearance. Here he is twice on Fox and once on CNN, dodging and ducking the exact same question. Do you want President Biden to come out and campaign for you in Ohio? Hey, we'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. But the reality of it is I'm the face of this campaign. President Biden, will you invite President Biden to come campaign for you? Long pause. Look, we welcome everybody's support, um, but I will be the face of this campaign. I heard you in an interview today really not answer if you want President Biden on the campaign trail in Ohio, the sitting president of the United States. I didn't hear an answer to that. Do you or do you not? I, my answer was, I want to be the face of this campaign, and I don't want any distractions. Now, Ryan is giving the exact—first of all, Joe Biden's a distraction? Having the president—having the president advocate for you is a distraction. Hmm. You know, it's interesting. If I'm fortunate enough to be able to get a question to both Tim Ryan and J.D. Vance, the candidates who are running for Senate in Ohio in the fall, I will ask— J.D. Vance, if he thinks Donald Trump's endorsement was a distraction. Now, actually, it kind of was a distraction. It distracted J.D. Vance from being in a fight to win the primary to being the guy who won the primary by a very comfortable margin. It was a good distraction. Tim Ryan doesn't deem Joe Biden a good distraction. He deems him not a distraction, an anchor, an albatross. And I don't see any way that Ryan can keep his distance from Joe Biden, because the more he avoids him, the more this question will keep coming up as it came up yesterday to the reader in chief, Corinne Jean-Pierre. I don't know how much longer we're going to have Corinne Jean-Pierre around to make fun of her absolute total ineptitude at her job. We'll get to that a little bit later on in the show because the White House communication director is leaving one other rat off the sinking ship of the good ship Joe Biden, the SS minnow of presidencies. Here's the question, Corrine Jean-Pierre, about Tim Ryan. I know you listed some people today, Democratic politicians who are here, but the main statewide candidates are not. What does that say about the president's clout in Ohio that they're not joining him today? Corrine Jean-Pierre responds, well, I'll say this. We're in close contact with Congressman Tim Ryan in particular and work with him and also, also Nan Whaley. We've worked, we've worked closely with him on, just as it relates to Tim Ryan, on a variety of issues. And he released a statement in strong support of the actions we're taking through the American Rescue Plan to protect American retirees and plunge the rest of us into poverty. That was my part that I added. Sorry. Back to KJP. And though he can't be there with us today, one of the things that the president looks forward to is to talk about building an economy around the power and possibilities, stay awake, power and possibilities of working families and providing financial relief to millions of workers in Ohio and the rest of the country. Do you have to have your brain removed to work for the president? You must. Back to KJP. 
I just listed out a long list of our other elected officials who will be with him on this trip. And so I think that counts for something as well. And so, again, Tim Ryan put out put out a statement supporting supporting his trip. And we're in constant communication with him. Now, who was there yesterday? No Tim Ryan, no Nan Whaley. Sherrod Brown was there yesterday. Sherrod Brown is the sitting senator from the state of Ohio. And I'm really glad Sherrod Brown was there yesterday because this pension boondoggle bailout is the brainchild or at least something Sherrod Brown has touted as one of his grand accomplishments during his career as a politician in the state of Ohio. Sherrod Brown is not running for re-election in the fall. Sherrod Brown is running for re-election in 2024. Sherrod Brown has always been able to, through luck of the draw or deal with the devil, never had to run at a time when Democrats were out of popularity. I think... That's going to change in November of 2024. Now, my fondest hope is that it is not, not Matt Dolan who's running against him in 2024, fake Republican Matt Dolan. But in 2024, Sherrod Brown's going to have to own this pension boondoggle bailout. And I know it's good for the two to three million people who've had their pensions restored. I'm not unfeeling and uncaring to the two to three million pension workers who, when their pension started to go under because of bad management or being poorly conceived, their pensions dropped 40%. I'm the son of two factory workers, okay? Mom and dad, both factory workers. I get what unions can do for people. I understand it. And I was in a union myself, and my pension went kerblooey too. But I, my pension didn't get a bailout from Joe Biden, and I wouldn't want it because it's not fair to the country to have everyone pay for something that benefits only a few. So who was there yesterday? Oh, Chantel Brown. Chantel Brown is one of the uh, rising stars in the Democratic Party. She's a black congressman from uh, District 11 up in Cleveland. She will have a long career in politics until she's term-limited out. But Chantel Brown, I don't think her career in Democratic politics is going to go very well if she continues to say things like this. Before I begin, I would be remiss if I didn't take this moment to wish my father, Tony Brown, a very special happy birthday. (laughs) Happy birthday, Dad. Without his unwavering love, support, and guidance, I wouldn't be the woman I am today. So thank you, Dad. Wait a second. Without his unwavering love, support, and guidance, Chantel Brown wouldn't be the woman she is today? That's not a very democratic feminist message, Chantel Brown. That's not a very trans-accommodating message. What happened to a woman needs a man like a fish needs a bicycle? What happened to that? So I just wonder if anybody pulled Chantel Brown aside and said, Hey, hey, enough of that father's in the home thing. That's bad for your career.